Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Steven Miranda. On Tuesday, January 29th, 2019, episode 14.21, the Super Bowl 53 show. It's finally here, folks. Super Bowl Sunday. For the third year in a row, we are subjected to the evil empire. Yes, that's right. Tom Brady playing against the Los Angeles Rams. Steve and I will not be there, but we will be watching together. We'll also briefly recap the championship games and just briefly discuss the penalty that was not called in New Orleans and the penalty that was called in Kansas City. Eee, refs. We'll also gently glaze over the Pro Bowl. Ugh, I cannot believe I once lobbied for that game. Plus, when all is said and done, after this podcast, Steve and I will let you know who will hoist the Lombardi Trophy Sunday night. You know what, Steve? Let's chomp it in! Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Raves. All right, folks, wherever in this great big giant world of ours you are listening and however you are listening, uh, thank you very much for joining us on NFL Rants Raves. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. And Steve, uh, I should also note that for the first time this year, I believe, we have a good old boy. Do we? Do you, do you know what a good old boy is? Well, I, I know what song we're about to play. Yes, but... But, but please inform. A good old boy is a player who plays in the National Football League, sometimes maybe not even in the league anymore, but who's been arrested. All right, yeah. Yep. And I we don't think have we had arrests all season long because the Kareem Hunt situation didn't garner him as an arrest. It was something that happened way, way earlier right. in the offseason. And I may be wrong, maybe there was an arrest that we missed, but there wasn't there one wasn't a high was profile a high-profile yeah. arrest that happened. But this just happened three days after the NFC Championship finished. Y you know what? We have to give it to him. Just a good old boy. Oh, yeah, he's just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. You know he doesn't mean no harm. You never saw Been in trouble with the law since the day he was born. P.J. Williams, cornerback of the New Orleans Saints, three days after the controversial playoff loss there in New Orleans. He was pulled over for going 80 in a 50-mile-per-hour zone and allegedly driving while intoxicated. Hit with a DWI, um, also charged with speeding, improper lane usage, and failure to use a turn signal. You know, I if, mean, you're that's, that, if you're in that wrong lane to begin with, yeah, why well, are you using your turn signal? I figure that he's, he's speeding. He's going 80 in a 50. He's straddling the line, sure. and he turned and didn't use the signal. All right. I mean, that's a trifecta, but then you add the big fourth thing. You can't be driving while intoxicated. How many times do I got to tell these players, Uber, Lyft, taxi, call the line provided to you by the freaking NFL where you can call anytime, anywhere, and they will send you a car. Yeah, but... But I, what? There is no excuse anymore for driing while under the influence. No, no, there's, there's definitely not. But 
I, I mean, the, the, and I'm sure probably the New Orleans Saints even have given the, their players uh, a, a line to call. Sure. You need a ride. We will get you home safely. We will get your vehicle home safely. You don't have to worry about nothing. Yeah, go off, blow off some steam. We just lost the NFC Championship game. And the way we lost it, yeah, you let's not off, get yeah. into that. You need to yeah. blow off some steam. I get it. I get it. But just for the love of Pete, just get somebody to drive you home. I mean, I am here. I literally, I'm putting my phone number out there. I probably shouldn't do that. No, that would no, be, do not do that. That would, that would not be wise. I'm fairly certain you will not be getting calls from NFL players <laughs> to pick them up at the clubs here in L.A. Yeah, never never mind. You never will get mind. a number of other phone calls that you won't that want. That I probably don't want. All right, never mind. So I'm not going to put my phone number up there, but they, they, they have. 1-800-UBER. P.J. Williams, come on, dude. We haven't given this award to anybody in a long time, but you are. Boob of the day. He is boob of the day, man. That is just not cool at all. Um, but let's talk about it. It's the NFC Championship game. The New Orleans Saints lost. The Rams are in the Super Bowl. And there were some pretty egregious missed calls by the refs. And obviously, everybody points to the, the no pass interference call sure. there yep. uh, near the end of the game. It was a, a minute 49 left. And, yeah, if you look at that call, and if it gets called, it's game over for the Rams. Highly likely. Yep, not, they guar- had, not they guaranteed. Had, they, had yep. one, they had one timeout left. And, and, and let's just – I just want to play this scenario for everybody because this is what we did not get to see. The refs decided there's no call, so the game played out how it did. But had they made the proper call and the fact that the NFL find the player, now that that's what really just irks the bejesus out of me. Yeah. You're going to find him after you didn't call the penalty on the field? That is blankety, blank, blank, blankety, bush league, whack, whatever you want to throw have, in. Have they come out yet? Has, no, no, has no. anyone in the NFL come out yet? Because they don't want to see. Now, uh, Sean Payne, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, said that immediately after the game he got a call sure. and they told him that they they made a mistake. They missed it. Sure. But the league itself, and so he was kind of like, it's hearsay. He's like, this is what they called. They called me. They told me this, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But the league itself hasn't done anything. And that is that is cowardice at its highest levels to not come out and either tell the public one way or the other about that play is just horrific so, by the league. So it's but then but then on okay. the backside they find the player for the helmet to helmet hit. Yeah. So they're admitting there should have been a penalty for helmet to helmet. Sure. By finding the player. Maybe not pass interference though. But still helmet to helmet. Sure. Either way, yeah. it's a fifteen yard penalty. Yep. And the Saints get the ball with first and goal. Rams have one timeout, minute 49 on the clock. So let's just let me just play. This is what I want to see. Minute 49, they run the ball. Rams call their final timeout. Let's say five seconds get off the clock. We got a minute 44, right? Yep. Saints run another play, 40 seconds run off the clock. We got 104. Now we got third down. I'd say they probably run it again because they're already way in field goal range. Yep. They run it again. So now we got, what, like 24 seconds which means that they don't have to run another play. 
They call it down. They use their final timeout, the Saints, at like three seconds. They kick a field goal. Boom. Bob's your uncle. They win the game. Rams have zero seconds on the clock. They cannot retaliate. They cannot go march down the field, kick their field, go to tie it, and go to overtime. It's game over. That is what the refs took away from the Saints and everybody else watching that scenario. Now, sure, Lutz could have missed the field goal. Field goal could have been blocked. There's all kinds of scenarios that could have happened. Sure, they could have gotten cute and thrown the ball. Uh, yeah, or done I'm something. not yeah. saying that a the fumble, s- immediately yeah. the Saints win the game. I'm not saying that. Yeah. All I'm saying is that the referees took that away from me, the guy who loves watching the NFL, which that love is dwindling daily. All right. You know yeah. they had a football game this weekend. I didn't know anything about it. What What was that? That the, was the Senior Bowl, right? It's the Pro Bowl. Oh, the, the, the it's pro, the NFL the pro, pro Bowl. Bowl. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a minute because we're just yeah. going to glaze over that one. Uh, the, the final score, which you and I could not, we had to Google it to find yeah. it, right? Yep, we did. Um, that is how infuriating I am with the NFL because then, real quickly, we're going to get back to Saints Rams, but let's just go over to Kansas City for a second. Yes. All yep. right? Late in the game, third and ten. Incomplete pass by Tom Brady and the Patriots. There is a flag for roughing the passer. For essentially somebody breathing on Tom's neck. That's what it was. Now, the ref later goes on to admit from behind. I couldn't see it, but it looked like it looked like (laughs) he got roughed in the head. Now, I'm saying, so in one city, we're throwing flags for stuff that looked like Something happens, and in another city, it's deliberate. Everybody saw it, but we're not going to call it because we weren't sure. Well, on the in the Rams Saints game, uh, was it Robbie Coleman, the the cornerback? Yep. Involved in this, didn't he admit right after the game? Right after the game, I, I got there early. I, I got, clocked that dude. I got beat. I was trying to make a play, and I got there early. Clocked him. He said, "I clocked him." Like, Believe the word was, "I clocked him." Yeah. Early. Yeah, and then so. I don't disagree with anything you've said so far, but what pisses me off are the threats that went against the cornerback of the Rams here. Oh, he got threats? He got death threats. Oh, I didn't I didn't hear that. Yeah, he but was But you know what? It's New Orleans. You, you better well, be careful. Look, I, they got I voodoo love, dolls and stuff in New Orleans. I'm not getting into any of that. I love passion. Yes, but that But could you direct it to the right person? This dude, he made a play. Yeah. He admits I was beat. I made a play and I got there early. Yeah, but the, but but to, uh, the the ref is the one that missed the call. You hear me here very passionate about how angry I am at some of these calls. I'm not threatening anybody. Well, that too. Yeah, I. The, you know, just just, just but there's uh, no reason to threaten the anybody. Threat, the threatening somebody is one thing. That's just whatever. I I don't have time for that. Right. But to have anger directed at the Rams player just trying to do his job. job yeah. You know, if it had been a holding call. You know, uh, what, we have holding on almost every play anyway. It's just yeah. whether or not it's flagged. It gets called or not. Right. Yeah, sure. Everybody's trying to play their best. We're talking about. I think the one that really did me in in the Kansas City Patriots game is same situation, late in the game, third down. Tom throws a pick. It's a legitimate interception. Everything is good. And the dude's pinky is over the line of scrimmage. Literally, that's all it was, was the <laughs> yep. dude's pinky. And they called that neutral zone infraction. With, look, look, late in that game, from the fourth quarter on into overtime, every stinking call that had to be made went the Patriots' way. 
Patriots fans are right now yelling at me and calling on me all kinds of names and stuff. Go back and watch the final quarter and a half of that game. Yes. Every call went the Patriots way. Every single call went the Patriots way. It did, yes. And, that, and once again, that roughing the passer that was non-existent changed that football game. It would have been fourth down. Now, fourth and ten, I don't know if the Patriots go for it. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Here or there. But once again, the league and the referees took that away from me. Because, yeah. look, there's one play that helps the Patriots on fourth and ten. They complete it, pass the sticks, and they get a first down. There are a zillion plays that would have hurt them. Incomplete pass, interception, Tom Brady gets sacked, there's a fumble, they complete the ball, but it's short of the first down. There is a lot of plays that we could have seen happen on that fourth down that would have changed the outcome of that game, but we didn't get to see it because there was some – because it looked like from the back, without me actually seeing any proof of anything, that was roughing the passer. All right, so what's our solution here? I am angry right now. Uh, Yes, yes you are. I gave the refs – of uh, the refs, the NFL, a very good solution, all right? And it starts with every damn play is reviewable, every single one. Just like they do in college football, I have a review ref up in the booth, and I look at a play, and I see that play is like he was early, he was there by a mile, I'm buzzing down, you need to look at that again. You need to take away the stupid, ridiculous coach's challenge. I am a coach of a football team. It should not be my job to referee the football game. That's your job. That's why you hire refs for. Second thing, hire full-time refs. Every single ref on your staff should be full-time. There is absolutely no reason why you don't have full-time stuff. You know what you do in the offseason? You have them make them look at Film, you have them break down film and look at every single play from the season before so that they know what a penalty is. All right? That's how you full-time refs. Every play is reviewable. You hire review refs that are at every stadium. And from this point forward, you get the call right. I don't care if this way. Oh, but, Steven, it's going to slow down the game. It's already three hours. I want you to get it right. Sure. Yep. Why I think so many of us are angry and I'm actually will, really looking forward to what the number is for this Super Bowl of how many people are actually going to watch it. People are angry because they didn't get it right. They did not get it right. And there were there were other penalties, sure, that went against the Rams that didn't get called. There were some penalties that went against New England that didn't get called. I get it. But there is no reason for that. With all of the technology available to the NFL right now, there is no reason that what happened in New Orleans should happen. So – I mean, somewhat off-topic comparison. Full-time refs or umps in baseball, right? Yep. When, when we're watching that little um, pitch tracker on, on the screen, yep. all right, the ball slips a little outside the strike zone, it's a little up, it's a little down, whatever it happens to be, might, we might get a little worked up on it. But do you realize watching that ball come in at 90, 90 miles an hour, miles an hour, I get it. how often those guys get it right – as opposed like, to like, how often right. they, they miss. Right. They, they miss a couple of games. Yeah. But you're talking about an imaginary box. Yes. That's like, different like for every umpire, by the way. Right. Every, right. Well, theoretically, it should be different for every umpire and every batter. Right. Right. Each batter, it should be slightly different. Correct. Based if, on their it, height. Right. And, right. Based yeah. on how they define the, the, the strike zone. Correct. So you're talking about an imaginary window 
floating in space there that moves from batter to batter and how frequently they get it right. The training, the the time that those um, They're full-time umps, so that's their job. That's right. what they're doing. Right. And the NFL, you know what you know what they do in the offseason? They got jobs. They're lawyers. They're doctors accountants. Or, yeah, they're doctors. Whatever they're doing yep. whatever. They're, uh, sorry, man. I mean, the NFL makes $8 billion a year. $8 billion, That's what a B. They can afford to hire full-time referees and pay them a decent salary so that that is their full-time and only job. What is our commissioner's salary? Ah, no, it's huge. It, it's big. $53 million, I think. So, some crazy number. I have, to, I have to find that out. So what are, go, our, what's your our, point to that? Our head of officiating right now is Riverton? Yep. Pretty sure he makes $3 million a year. It's a good number. That's a great number. $34.1 million. So and he that gets, was in that was so in 2014, so it's more now because they just they just redid his contract. All right, so all right, let's just we'll go with the 34 for the sake of argument yeah. here. So arguably the second most important guy in the NFL, the head of officiating, makes 10 percent of, of what, what the commissioner does. And, and the refs aren't making anywhere that. No, no, that? the refs are making. Right? Yeah, they're not making anywhere. Their their salary has one comma in it. Yes, without question. Yeah. So yeah. It, how are we not like? Is Goodell that important to this whole thing? He didn't make the league a whole lot of money, so I think that has to do with why. Would, would the league have made that money without him? Is his value the reason the league made that much well, money? Well, the the owners believe so, right? Otherwise, sure. they wouldn't be making that money, right? So the owners believe that he is worth that much money. Um, yeah, I mean the league's look. The league's a beast right now. the The way TV contracts are going right now, streaming services are now paying to get a a little piece a of the package, of it, yeah. right? I mean, they're doing it right as far as knowing that the landscape of TV watching is changing, and they're keeping pace with it. Which sure. usually leagues don't keep pace with that stuff. The, the NFL is. So they he's just, doing they a just great. Need job. to give us the game pass that all of you guys get in Europe. <laughs> exactly. Then I'll be happy. The thing with I don't I don't have a problem with Goodell making thirty four million dollars. I do have a problem that the highest ranking referee official, leader of all the referees, is only making ten percent of what he makes. Yeah. He should probably be making a little bit more so that the refs. And the sideline judge and all the, and the line judge and all those guys are making so much more that that is their only job. And that literally during the offseason, they come in five days a week and they put in their eight hours of viewing content and really, really learning, the really knowing the rules. Because yeah. I don't think sometimes that they really actually know the rule. Al Riverton and, 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 the, and the NFL, the, the refs, Twitter always puts out, you know, rule whatever, whatever, whatever. This is what happens, and boom, and that's what happened in this play. Do you think the refs really know that the way the yes. the officiating uh, at New York is, is presenting it to us? Um, that's what I think. You know, some, sometimes they gather around, and they're like, uh, what, do we, so "What am I supposed to call here again?" Because yeah. um, no, let's let's get full time refs. Let's make every call review, but I mean every single play. I because once again, the the whole, you, you know, and even with reviews, sometimes you're going to miss it. 
I was back and forth on the fumble, not fumble right. with yep. with the Edelman in the Patriots game. Yeah, hit his thumb. Wait a minute. No, from this I didn't know. Hit his bicep. No, it's hit his arm. It is hit something, right? The my thing on that call, I was a little upset. You called it a fumble on the field. There was no conclusive evidence on that video that showed you it did not touch him. There was nothing. Yet they reversed it. Yeah. That's my and and once again, that's why I think you need review guys in the booths of every stadium. Look, I don't need you to send it to New York where somebody's thousands of miles away, but put it upstairs to a dude. Let him look at it. Let the ref look at it. Let them come up with a decision that's great. And I don't mind if 75, 80% of the time you're sticking with the call that was on the field. I'm okay with that, but get it right. So it, it, it's Tuesday night. We're recording here yes. Tuesday night. Doesn't Goodell have a press conference tomorrow? Kind it's, of a, It's a, tomorrow. We probably should have waited a, a day to record. No, it no it's all right because it will be interesting to see if he says He's going to have to mention it. Because someone's going to ask him, right? He right. doesn't just talk and then leave. He talks and then he takes questions. Right. The first question is going to be, yo, uh, Raj. Yeah. What yeah. happened in New Orleans? Yeah. I- I'm sure he will address it. A- and I think the reason why they haven't said anything is they didn't want to take anything away from the Rams. They didn't want to take anything away from the Patriots. They wanted to get to Super Bowl week. They wanted to have their big opening Super Bowl slash media day that they did yesterday. And then by Wednesday, once everybody's now and talking about the Super Bowl and what's going to happen with the Super Bowl, then I will mention it briefly. I won't take too many questions on it. And then we get out of Dodge, and then we'll, you know, we'll reassess at the owners' meeting in the offseason. Sure. Um, that's, that's why I think they haven't said anything about it. Man, I didn't know I was going to get this hot today. I mean, I'm like, you, you I, I want to yeah. punch something. Yeah. I don't know what. I'm, I'm I mean, glad I'm little, out of arm's reach yeah, here. You're, yeah, you're, you're a little – a little, little uh, I don't want to break my. Uh, all, right. all right. So okay. So enough about the refs, for now. All right. So anyways, we got uh, a, we got a Super Bowl. I'm it's sure Rams. I'm sure they'll be great in the it, Super Bowl. It's Rams Patriots. Oh wait, come on. You know we want to talk about uh the Pro Bowl. The the Super Bowl. Oh the, no, the Pro Bowl. You're the, right. You're right. The score was twenty six to seven, according to Google. Because I said, Yo, Google, what was the score of the Pro Bowl? And he said, What's a Pro Bowl? And I said that game, that game that the NFL plays with, uh, you know, players from all the teams, all the best players. They're like, oh, the one in Hawaii. I'm like, I don't think it was in. It's no. in Hawaii anymore. It's uh, hold on. And he said, uh, twenty. Wait a minute, twenty six to seven. Now, thank you, Google. Jeez, Louise, man, that took forever. So Google the, doesn't the, even. Yeah, the um, how many results? It came back in fourteen point three seconds because it took it that long. So um. They let players tweet from the sideline, and <laughs> I just got to throw this one out real quick. Uh, Kyle Jusick, the fullback for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, I guess heard that Matt Hasselback up in the booth said, the fullback? Why are they giving the ball to the fullback? The fullback never gets the ball. So he's tweeted out, never get the ball? Who is this man commentating? Has he even watched the 49ers game? Because the 49ers actually used – Jusic a lot. Right. <laughs> there are a number of teams that use their fullbacks a lot. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it's pretty crazy uh, that he took a shot at uh, Tim Hasselback. Yeah. Our, um, our ESPN crew, from what I understand, wasn't uh, in prime form. No. Well, you know, 
There was, you what go. What was the comment made about Andrew uh, Luck? I don't know. So apparently Witten made some you know, throwaway comment, and it was Luck and whoever the the uh, one of the receivers was, or a tight end or something okay. for one of the other teams. And you know it was oh, and Luck turns back and fires to the tight end, and and apparently Witten said, yeah, that's he's been his favorite tiger, target all season. Like <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> they aren't on the same team. But for oh, this game, oh gosh! So, yeah, yeah. so the only, honest, the only look, thing that I the only thing that I kind of enjoyed in this is that the coach of of your Dallas Cowboys, yeah, Jason Garrett, had a little bit of fun. Allowed his players to have a little bit of fun, which okay. then which then led over to the AFC's team doing the same. So, did you catch any of this? I d- no, I so, know so nothing Zeke, of the Pro Bowl. Zeke ended up going out, um, took a. Um, Took a snap on offense. Okay. Uh, ran a fake punt. Okay. So things they they started getting a little bit crazier. They escalated. So they, they put some running backs in on defense for pass rush. Nice. I think it was Mike Evans. Uh, played a little defense. Swatted a ball. Got an interception. So so they let these guys go in and play some positions that they might not normally play, and we're having some fun with it. So. Good for Jason, like truly having fun with this thing. Yeah, none of the players are trying hard anyway. Well, that's that's what it's become. Look, yeah. here's a here's a here's a a quote from the commissioner Roger Goodell, uh, saying, "To be honest with you, I was completely comfortable with eliminating eliminating it, meaning the Pro Bowl, until I talked to the players, and and they say they love it and they want to be there and they want to have fun. Right, and that's what it's become. But you know, make it a Make it a flag football game and let them, you know, have fun. I, I, I did watch a little bit of the skills competition. I always liked that, you know, hey, throwing football through the rings and getting points, and that was kind of cool. But the game itself, I was a big proponent of the game until I saw it right before the week before Super Bowl Forty Nine. I was covering the game for Sky, and I had the luxury of going to the uh, going there a week before and catching the Sunday Pro Bowl game. I saw it with my own eyes, and I was like, this is ridiculous. This isn't even football. The first play from scrimmage, this was when DeMarco Murray was with the Cowboys. They handed off to DeMarco Murray, and nobody wanted to tackle him. Like, literally, <laughs> it was like, you know, they were coming around, and they were kind of like hugging him, and he's still running. And they're like, until someone, I guess, told him in the air, dude, you have to go down. And then he literally was one of those like, you're dead. And he just fell. And, and, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And you're there close, right? So you're, you're, I'm seeing it with my own eyes, the speed. It's not the speed of the game. It's, you know, it, it literally is. It's like a walkthrough practice. Yeah, they're having a lot of fun. And I was like, this is, this, this is ridiculous. They shouldn't put on pads for this. They should just go out there and have fun. If that's what they're going to do. Don't try and sell me like, hey, you know, come spend – you know, $150 for a Pro Bowl ticket. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, the weather in Oakland was great this year. Fantastic. Uh, all right, so that's enough. I, I do want to read some. How about some negative tweets? Do you oh, want, we love negative tweets. Do, do you want <laughs> we love negative tweets. Are these negative tweets about us? No, about the uh, Pro Bowl. Oh, good. Yeah, yes. okay. Uh I'm finding clarif- it hard. I'm sorry, to clarify, yeah. please don't send me negative tweets. No, yeah, don't. <laughs> don't send us negative tweets. 
I'm finding it hard enough to watch the product the NFL is putting on on the field every week during the season. I can't imagine watching the blank they promote as a Pro Bowl in addition. It's like, oh, uh, wait, where's my favorite one? Oh, blank, I missed the Pro Bowl, said no one ever. <laughs> Probably the last Pro Bowl I've seen, and it's a picture of Vince Young as a Tennessee Titan. I don't even know how long ago that was. Long time ago. Look at that uniform. The Pro Bowl is not the same as back in the day. It's just a circus show now. Hashtag Circus Bowl. Uh, the Pro Bowl already happened? Oh, NFL so trash. L-M-A-O-O-O. How can you laugh your butt off that many times? Off, 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 off. All right. If you watch the Pro Bowl, you have a serious problem, and you should seek help immediately. Someone asked, does anybody in Delaware in Delaware Valley give a blank about the Pro Bowl? To someone respond, what's a Pro Bowl? And it's the girl with the iPad, you know, the Apple commercial. Yeah. What's the laptop? What's, what's a laptop? All right. Okay, enough. Let's get to it, man. Super Bowl 53. <laughs> bing, bing. Steve. Yeah. I'm going to let you go yeah. first. You going to make a peek? I am. I'm a little gun shy okay. after after the championship weekend where I went a resounding 0 and 2. I went 0 and 2 too. So here's the craziness. Um, I'm in this you know pick 'em pull at work uh, that goes all the way through the Super Bowl, and I was in second place, and I was 22 points from the person in first place, which happened to be a woman. No shame losing to a woman. Nicole's pretty pretty savvy. She's a, she's a sports gal, and I had the Saints and the Chiefs, and she had the Chiefs and the Rams. So had I just had one of my teams win, it would have been okay. I still would have potentially been able to catch her this week. But now you're done. But because I went 0-2, I got zero points, and she's winning now. She's going to win, and I the best I could do is suck it. And that's if I get or the person behind me doesn't pick differently, differently and, yep. and he wins. Ah, oh, man. There's a difference, like, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks there, man. There is. There's a big difference between the first and second. In yeah. This yeah. All right. I don't know. I Look, I... I was going to tell you now. My, my, my problem is with this game, I'm feeling a lot like I did on the AFC Championship game. I think the Rams have on paper the talent, the coaching, the skill, the firepower to get this done. Yep. But it's the Patriots. But it's the Patriots. That's what I'm coming back to. Now, here's, here's the thing. You know what the thing is? Please, I've please never, share the thing. In the Super Bowl, the Super Bowls that I've covered since I started NFL Rants and Raves 14 seasons ago, I've only taken the Patriots once. I've always picked against them. Got the Giants to beat them twice. Seahawks would have friggin' beat them had they run the ball instead of decided to throw it. Missed that one. But last year, I decided I cannot pick the Eagles, and I picked the Patriots, and they lost. 
So when I decide to pick them in the Super Bowl, when I want them to win in the Super Bowl so that I don't have to hear from Eagles fans how they've won a Super Bowl now, you know, because previously before that they had one. Had one yeah, familiar with that. We have Vikings fans in Minnesota, <laughs> in the Midwest. Yep. <laughs> they lose. And I can't bring myself to pick them again this year. I really am not feeling them because I really feel they should not be there. They don't belong there. But in that case, neither team should. But I got to pick one. That oh, this that, is this is yeah. who the NFL has sent. This is what I have to deal with. So, I got to pick so one. So neither team should really be there, right? Uh, so I, uh, where, where I'm so stuck is why don't we just? You know what? I tell you what. Why don't we just forget Sunday? Let's take the kids to the park and have a good time. Oh no, I plan to watch the game because oh, it, it could. The game could be a very good game. Could it? It could be. Do you want to know what Tony Romo's prediction is? I want to hear Tony Romo's prediction. Tony Romo will not tell us who's going to win, but he's predicted the score. 28-24, and he says the team who has 24 is going to have the ball last, but they're not going to score to win. And it will remain 28-24. Interesting. And I'm actually I'm very close to maybe sending him a text saying, dude, you can't leave me like this. you got to tell me who's going to win. <laughs> I can't make it till Sunday without uh, Yeah, I need to know right now. I won't tell anyone. Okay. Scratch that. I'm probably going to tell my wife because if you respond to my text, that's freaking cool. Yeah. And I will tell my wife about it. But that's it. And she doesn't She doesn't talk to anybody, so you know, we're not going to tell anybody. I got a good quote from Wade Phillips. Are you ready for this one? This was funny. It made me chuckle. Um, Wade Phillips was asked, how is he planning to defeat Tom Brady in the postseason? And he responded, uh, I'm going to get an airpiece with Tony Romo in it so he could tell me what's going to happen on the next play. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he was, I mean, I was, uh, Trisha can attest to this. I was yelling. If Tony can tell you what's about to freaking happen, don't you think you've got someone on the sidelines who can tell you what's about to happen? I mean, literally Tony was like, yeah, oh, there's motion. They're going to they're gonna throw this one to Gronk down the sideline. What'd they freaking do? Threw to Gronk down the sideline. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's motion, and they got uh, they got Elman in the slot. This is going to be in the middle of the field to Elman. Yeah, Where if, did he throw the if, freaking football? If that first one isn't the second, the the, the second <laughs> look is Elman over the middle. Right. It's <laughs> just, could, one after another. I could not believe it. But it's one thing to see that. I mean, because it's it's not like Romo is calling that out as they're walking out of the huddle. Right. Right. With twenty seconds left on the play clock, he was calling it within three seconds before they snap the ball. Yeah, but... So if, if, if a coach if, if a coach for Kansas City is on the sidelines seeing the same thing, understands what's about to happen, how does he communicate that to his team to have them adapt to it? Yeah, I mean, I understand that part of it, but I think my thing is that, look, Romo just doesn't know this off the top of his head. He's done. He's done the film work. He's right. looked at the. He's looked at the same films that all the coaches have, have seen, right? So I just think that they should have a sense. Oh, that's the formation, and and you see that formation pretty quickly, right? You don't. You're not. Well, wait, don't get me wrong. That's that's the players' jobs too. Right, and the they players, should. They the should have imparted should be that out to the there players. Yep, exactly. Seeing the film so that they understand that when I see X, this is likely what's going to happen. Right. 
Right. So, but it, it's it's that challenge of well, we're watching Tony broke break it down on TV. Yeah. It's fun to see him say exactly what's about to happen. Yeah. In the seconds before it happens. But to have eleven guys see it, recognize all see it, it all way. see the same way, you've got your you know the play that was called as you're coming out of your huddle, you've got your assignment: fill a gap, cover a guy, cover a zone, whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing. But now you're supposed to adapt on the fly for the formation that you're I seeing. Just think, so I just, just think to me, there's a lot that goes in 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 what ten seconds that these guys have to process. Yeah, I just think and to then me coordinate is, with I ten should, other guys on the defense. I should know as a as a, as a corner. I should know this is coming to Gronk. I should, based on what I see in the motion, if I don't know this is coming to Gronk, that I just think there's a problem in the coaching there, right? Sure. The, like he lines up. He sees the motion. He should know, based on everything that we've seen and everything that we've worked on, this is coming to Gronk. There's no way I'm going to let this dude catch it. That, that's just what I think. And, and not that this is an excuse for, for Especially all the Especially an injured, gimpy Gronk. Not that it can be an excuse for all the players. Right. But, I mean, we're talking about a Patriots team that the morning of this game installed eight new plays right. that had never been run in the hotel. The yeah. morning up, they didn't even go into the field and do it. They just did it in the hotel ba- uh, ballroom. So, give them a little bit of credit that. I, yeah, but those are I probably keep saying the first. This is the Patriots. We're the, talking their about first here. fifteen scripted plays. I do not believe there is a better team in the National Football League than scripts their first fifteen plays better than the New England Patriots. Sure. When they come out, it's like they've run those fifteen plays a million times. They know this is how we're going to do it. And it usually involves them scoring a touchdown or at least getting in the field goal range. Um, nobody does it better than the Patriots in, in those first 15 scripted plays. But after that, you would think that the other team has done enough research and watched enough film. They can start identifying some of the things they're doing because now I'm beating Romo to the punch. Now I'm saying this is Edelman across the middle. And – just is like, and then Romo says, "Yeah, this is probably going to go to Edelman across the middle." I'm like, "I told you!" And sure enough, Edelman across the middle. She's like, "How do you know?" It's the same formation they've been using for the last three games. Literally, the Patriots, how they played all season long, is not how they've been playing in the postseason. Um, the use of the running back coming out of the backfield by the Patriots has been spot on, and I don't believe that. I mean, I certainly believe that the Chargers had no answer for that. The right. running yep. backs destroyed the Chargers. And I thought, you know what, Andy Reid, he's seen this before. He's going to look at that Chargers tape. He knows it's not all going to be the same, but he's going to know how to. And actually, give Andy Reid some credit, he used a couple of those running back plays against the Patriots, and they scored a touchdown on one of them. So he knew a little bit what's going on, but in the end, it was they could not stop the pass, and I am a big proponent of you got to hit Tom Brady to win. Yes. If you look yes. at the Super Bowls that they've lost, but look, I, Tom Brady's getting hit, so, and so, the Chiefs weren't providing any pressure. So Kansas City's defense, with the exception against uh, of, of the game against the Indianapolis, Colts, yep. hasn't exactly been what we would consider a top tier defense. I hear you. Right, they've been winning by outscoring, and and I think what we saw. 
in this one is that right from the get-go, I mean, Patriots tear apart that defense. But not a huge surprise. They, they had a great game against Indianapolis, but most of the rest of the games, they, they I mean, I'm not trying to diminish that they aren't a good team. They right. got to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, they, they had their issues on the defensive side of the ball. But we saw, like, in the first half that Mahomes was kind of trying too hard yep. on offense. I mean, there were a lot of deep passes. There was a lot of second guessing. There was a he lot of – He missed a lot of open dudes, which and, he hadn't done all year. But he was amped up. It's this freaking and, and AFC I think, Championship game. You know, there, there's a lot of kind of pressure going on Andy Reid for where you call in the game the wrong way, where you're trying for these home runs for the first half and you didn't adapt your gameplay quickly enough. Yeah. And I question how much of that was Andy Reid making a play call versus Mahomes saying, this is how I've won all seasons on these home runs. I've got, I've got to force these home runs. Right. And when they go in for halftime, Reid pulls them aside and says, look, kid, you can't go for the home run. This is why we need to do these drop-down plays. You right. need to hit these 5-yard, 10-yard plays, stop trying to throw it 30 yards downfield. And then they started to move the ball. Right. It, it wasn't as flashy, it wasn't as big, but they started to move it. Yeah, I think it would have been nice to see a replay of that Monday Night Football game you and I went to between the Chiefs and the Rams for the Super Bowl. Yes, it would have. I, I would, it w- that would have been fun. I would have enjoyed that quite a bit. But that's um, all right. We're on to the Rams, and we're on to the Patriots. Okay, Bill. So we're on to the Rams and to the Patriots. You, you going to tell us who you're taking? Or do you want me to go first? No, I'm I'm going with the Rams only because. <sighs> See. See. Now you got me second-guessing myself. Well, I, I'm, I'm making the exact same prediction I did in the AFC game, that, that – I think the Rams win this. I mean, the Rams' defense is is far better than than what the the Chiefs put on the field. Sure, and they have a better pass rush. So, in your argument of knocking Brady on his butt, will they knock Brady on his butt? They have a better chance of getting there than what we saw out of the Chiefs. Now, I I, I, I don't know that they will because the the Patriots are going to be strong enough to be able to not strong enough, but prepared enough to counter that. So for all the people who are listening who remember my brother-in-law, Jeff, who used to be on the show, he texted me this. I guess he's, wa- he's been watching some NFL stuff, and he says, the 2015 Broncos were the last team to hold the New England Patriots to less than 20 points in the playoffs. Can you tell me who the defensive coordinator was? Wade Phillips. The Wade Phillips Denver Bronco defense, last team to hold Brady and the Patriots to 20 or less in a playoff game. And guess who's coming to the Super Bowl? Yep. Wade Phillips with some angry and Dominican Sue and and Aaron Donald and keep to leave. I, I think if the whoa fumble oh. phone on the ground. Wow, I got really lucky there. Um, the, the way to beat Tom Brady and the Patriots, I, I believe you got to hit him. So I think the Rams have the corners in place to play man on man and they could send some occasional blitzes because you can't just let Tom Brady sit back there. Comfortable. No, he will pick you. He picked, he picked apart the chiefs. Um, I think that, 
another mistake that teams do is they allow Edelman easy access off the line of scrimmage. You got to get in that dude's face. You got to break up the timing. Yep. Get in his face, push him around a little bit. Um, and I think, th- I think the Rams have the pieces in place on the defense side of the ball to do that. Now they got to execute. I was thinking about taking the Patriots only because they lost last year when I picked them. And I figured that I was like bad juju if I picked them again. You they, are you are the Patriots kryptonite. They would lose again, right? If I picked the Patriots. Not that we're intermingling worlds there yeah, between no, the not evil empire and kryptonite, <laughs> that's but that's right. right. If I picked them, well, I, I would be I would be the you know the rebel spy that brings them down. Right. Right? From the inside, because I'm picking them. I'm just like I'm on their side, but I'm bringing them down. I just don't know if I could do that two years in a row. So I'm going to pick the Rams. Only because I have to live in Los Angeles. And there's some people in Los Angeles since the show will probably kill me if I don't pick the Rams. Thankfully, I don't know that I have too many friends that listen to the show in L.A., so my, I could go against the Rams. You could. I don't think anybody would care about me. It's, it's, it's my life, my safety here that I'm, yes. I'm picking. This pick, no, I'm just kidding. It's, I really it's, think it's the Rams. preservation. Yes. Look, uh, the Rams just had this kind of mystical, magical, kind of like ride all season long. They won 11 games to begin with. The Saints knocked them down. The Bears game kind of got away from them when they didn't have Gurley. And, uh, look, did anybody give the chance, the Rams a chance, when it was 13-0 early in that game? And it's like people are writing them off. Yeah, they were like, oh, man, this is not what we were expecting. And they they kept fighting. Now, yes, there's controversy. And the controversy is real, people. Don't sit there and say – you know, you're just making excuses. It's not an but, excuse. But you also can't blame the Rams for that. Yeah, you cannot blame the Rams. The, 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 Rams, the, Rams, the Rams did what they had to the do. the best game they could. To, to win. They and, did it. And an external force you know, made that a little easier than it probably should have been. <laughs> yeah. Drew Brees got the ball first in, in overtime, and he threw a pick. Yep. Right? I mean, you know, who's to say? That he didn't throw a pick. They marched down the field. They scored a touchdown. And the Saints win the game. They had the opportunity. I just just think that they didn't need to be in that position. Mm-hmm. So you cannot deny that the Saints did get jobbed a little bit. But the fact is you cannot put that on the Rams. The Rams did everything that they did, and it was legal, uh, according to the refs. The refs were the ones who did not call the, the penalties. It's not on the Rams. Um, and I just think that maybe they take that juju in with them to Atlanta – and use it to beat the Patriots because they have the pieces in place, offensively and defensively. And according to McVay, Gurley's going to be a big part of it. Um, I would advise him, don't force it. If you need a UCJ, UCJ. Because there's something about fresh legs, Steve. Yeah, at this point in the season. He didn't play like with the first 15 weeks, 14 weeks, something like that. First 14 weeks, he started week 15. I mean, it (laughs) – Everybody else on the field had an extra 13 games of pounding. Not CJ. He is fresh. He is running like the little bowling ball that he is. What what, uh, what did DP call him the other day? Bam, bam. Bam, <laughs> bam. Just rolling people over. So, 
I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I, I would get yes, get to get get Todd Gurley involved, but if you if you're gonna give the rock to CJ, I I have no problems with it. I saw what they did to the Cowboys with, with CJ. And he actually ran pretty good against the Saints as well. So um Yeah. I am being told by my producer that I need to say something nice about the New England Patriots. So I will say this. They were well behaved uh media day yesterday. Uh yes. They they didn't let their hair down? No. Well well behaved. That's I mean, good. Yes. That's that's something it, positive. It very positive, yes. Whew, man. Thank you, producer. I gotta get the producer off this. So we're both gonna be on the Rams. We're both gonna be on the because Rams. Because if we're both on the Rams and the Rams lose, then you know that that's a that's not good. And the challenge game will finish at eleven to seven. Because Wait, so you're going to try to bully me into going on the Patriots? No, no, I'm just saying that you know you're you the one that was going to pick them because you're their <laughs> kryptonite. So come on. <laughs> no, no, I was so you you can't you don't even know. So like last year, I did not watch the Super Bowl at all. Right. I still have yet to this day seen a pre uh, you know a replay or anything. The only play that I saw. Because I had to check it out because of all the commotion that was being, you know, on social media and stuff, was the play that Ertz scored a touchdown that was identical to the Des Bryant one, yep. where he he leaped and he hit the ground and the ball popped up, but they called it a touchdown, and I had to see that because I was like, well, I got to see that play because it was really, it wasn't exactly like Des's, but it was, you know, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. That's the only play I've seen from last year's Super Bowl, so. That tells you just how mad I was at that team from Boston about not taking care of the Eagles for me, right? Um, and I think that they lose again this year. I do. Uh, I think the NFC – the NFC is just a little bit tougher right now. Well, I don't know. The uh, Pro Bowl sure didn't come across that way. Yeah, man, but those fools were playing, man. They weren't playing to win no football game, Okay. All right? I and know, I know. I'm having fun it, with it. And then it's, it's like, you know what the difference is between a winning team and a losing team? $20,000. You think any you think any of those dudes? I mean, they're all stars. Yeah. With the exception of, of the fullback and the special teamers, they're all stars that are making millions and millions. Right. $20,000 ain't, ain't no big thing, right? The the punter's probably saying, hey, I could really use the 20000 man. Can you uh, can we win yeah. the game? Outside of the punter, and actually even the kickers are making some bank nowadays. So outside of the punter, the special teamer, and the fullback, $20,000 isn't enough to really have these guys ball out. Right. right? Um, not, not to risk their career yeah, for exactly. the millions. So I don't, I don't put any stock on that uh, Pro Bowl nonsense anymore. I used to, but not anymore. So my only issue that I come back to is very much like the AFC game. It's the Patriots. But so you I, can't, I can't, I you can't, can't make them. a pick on it's the Patriots. I know, but I – much, much like much like that game where the Patriots having won, yeah. it didn't surprise me. It disappointed me. It's not the way I thought the game was going to go. Yeah. So much like this game, I think the Rams are going to win. I'm going to be rooting for the Rams, not the Patriots, but I'm not going to be surprised if somehow Belichick and Brady, yeah. that they have proven for you know, over a decade now, that they are by far the best team in the NFL. Can we say they're the best team in the AFC West? 
because in the AFC West. Come on. I mean, not the West. Did I say West? East? Did, was there a restructuring yeah, in the no, last couple of days that I missed? Yeah. I'm sorry. AFC no, East? They're the best team in the AFC East. Well, without question. For a decade, they've had no competition. Right. So for a decade, they've they've counted on, what, four and two, if not five and one or six and oh on, on division games. Yeah, right. Right. So they're, they're that's we'll call it four games are almost guaranteed. Yes. And it's not hard to get six. Out of that, out of that East. That's how they've done it. Sure, but then they've had to make it in the playoffs against all the other teams that have done better. Cool. So it's it's not like they've, um, it it it's not like they slumber for all of the regular season. They still Let have me. to win these games in the playoffs to get there, and they're they've been they've done it more reliably than any other anybody team. else. I will give you that. Let me give you this. Let's take that same Patriot team over the last 14 years or however, whenever Brady took over, and let's plop them in the NFC North. Are they dominating the NFC North the way they have the, the AFC East? Probably not. Probably not. Let's, let's put them in the, in the West. Are they dominating the AFC West? With no. the way the Broncos played there for a little while, with the way the, the Raiders played there for a little while, and the way the Chargers played there for a little while? Probably not. Maybe. Uh, yeah, the Raiders can be pretty bad at points, but the Chargers are always a really good team and they always played them well. Broncos right, played so, them really well. So, I mean, I, I see where you're going. So we, we put them in any other conference. Right. Let's just say instead of counting on four with a high probability of six, that it's more like counting on three and, you know, getting four or five isn't hard to do. Right. That one game difference still puts them – Winning the division, but likely. that's not giving them a whole lot of home field advantage, right? So that's that's and the they difference. got a lot of home field advantage. They, we we talked about it last last week we about did. their their home versus away record, or we two weeks ago, about their home versus away record, and and they definitely play better at home. So if they're playing some, if 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 the rest of the teams in the AFC East step up, and they they're on average over the last fourteen years winning one to maybe two fewer games a season. Still making the playoffs, but now they're on the road. Right? Do they find and possibly the same having success? to play wild card weekend? So having to pay three games to get to the Super Bowl instead of just two. Right. That's a that's a lot of difference. That's a big difference. Right. It, it could have made a substantial difference in their in their Super Bowl appearances and the number of Super Bowls they've won. So today I have managed to get all Jets fans, all Dolphins fans, all Bills fans, and all Patriots fans to hate me. Yeah. I love you all though. I really do. So it's time to lock it in. We're locking in Super Bowl 53. Give us the drum roll. Rams. Steve's Rams. taking the Rams. And I've got... Sticking with them. No, no, I'm just kidding. I've got the Rams, too. You were surprising me there for a <laughs> Steve was like, wait a minute. We, that's not... You just want to make Sunday a little bit more interesting, I huh? do. If I were we'll, to take the Evil we'll Empire, find, we'll find side bets when we when I was, we watch the I game. was about to say, if I take the Evil Empire, you uh, you, you want to bet on it? No, no. <laughs> I, we've had this conversation love, before. When when no. when I put money on anything, I I can win charity poker tournaments that give me no prize at the end. Right. But as soon as I've got money, money my money on it, yeah, I am the worst poker player in the world. I see. All right. Uh, no, no. We both got the Rams. 
Lady Edith. What has Lady Edith got? Lady Edith is joining us with the Rams. Whoa! Clean sweep across with the Rams. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's going to be very interesting. Um, so wherever you are watching, we hope you have a great time watching the Super Bowl. Steve and I are going to be together with our families. Uh, my brother-in-law is going to be here. And Grandma will be here because it is actually her birthday on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, I'm sure she's going to enjoy her oh, birthday. Oh, she is uh, delighted that she got an invite. To come. She's like, but it's the Super Bowl. You really want me to come? <laughs> and I was like, of course, Patty, come. We'll, we'll make you a cake. So uh, there you go. Um, Tim and Adriana have a church thing to go to. I said, uh, a church lunch. I was like, who makes a luncheon on Super Bowl Sunday? And they were like, Catholics. church people. I was like, wow. Okay. I, I won't lie. On, on the way out of Mass uh, this weekend, the, the priest did remind us that the game is in the afternoon. <laughs> there was no reason we didn't. You can <laughs> yeah. make Mass you can in make the morning. Morning yes. Mass and go. Yes, 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 yes. I will I will go to morning Mass Sunday morning uh, at 8 a.m. so that I'm home with plenty of time uh, for the festivities of Super Bowl 53. All right. Rams for me, Rams for Steve, Rams for Lady Edith. That's all the time we've got. Steve, we've got four minutes to spare. We've never done this. I don't even know how that's how we, that's possible. We could fill it, but do we want to just put, yeah. put our fans out of their misery? And <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but this is not the final show. We will be sending to all the show donors, everybody who's donated uh, some cash and some time and uh, some drawings and everything that you guys have, have sent to us. Um, we will be sending you out a ballot to vote for the Ravies. Um, and then Steve and I will get together in a couple weeks and record the Ravies show uh, and maybe even talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and whether we were right or wrong. That's all the time we got. Once again, wherever you are, thank you for listening. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. And this is NFL Rants and Raves. We're out. 